Welcome, everybody, to Dropping Keys, conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your co-conspirator and head of Key Exploration. What you have just opened up is an A volume. It's an extension of the previous conversation where I take a deep dive into one or more of the keys dropped. In this case, a compliment to volume five with co-conspirator Ashley Hawkins of Studio 2-3. This is volume 5A. But let me back up for just a moment. Dropping Keys is the title of a poem by Hafez, a 14th century mystic and poet. And that poem is the inspiration for this podcast. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. If you haven't listened to Volume 5, I encourage you to do that. Ashley uh, shares a lot, but this phrase grabbed me. When she was talking about Studio 2-3, which she co-founded, she said, we are not neutral. She went on to say that this helps determine what other organizations they align themselves with and what projects they engage in. And so this set me to thinking about organizations, yes, and, and about, but about individuals, about communities, about families, about relationships. Just think about that for a moment. We are not neutral, never. No matter where we are, no matter where we go, no matter whether we have power or authority or whether we don't, we are not neutral. We bring our bodies, our histories, our education, our feelings, our thoughts, our bias, our tendencies, our loves, our likes, our dislikes. I think you get the idea. And I think some of us are just waking up to this reality. And it matters because. Not being neutral changes things. It influences things. I mean, just consider this more happy question. Have you ever been in the midst of a new group of people and found yourself drawn to or strangely connected to one of them? I mean, the rest of the group may be fine, but this one, you fall into conversation easily, everything just flows. It's not sexual attraction, but you just, you sort of just go together. I mean, I don't know about you, but This has happened several times in my life. Generally, it's not one-sided. The other person feels the same way. You know, we might joke about brothers from another mother or sisters from another mister, you know, trite. But definitely how it feels, like there's a connection that seems unexplainable. Now, these relationships may not be the closest ones in our lives or the longest-lasting but they exhibit a unique quality. With some of these folks, even after years of not seeing each other and maybe not even speaking, we fall right back in together. Almost as no time has passed, the the feeling, the connection is just still there. I've always found it amazing, but I'd not thought about it until reflecting on Ashley's comment, we are not neutral. And It's actually physiologically true. We carry a charge with us, which attracts and repels, I suppose. 
here's a little story. My, my wife cannot wear a watch. No, seriously. It's not that it doesn't bother her, that she doesn't like the look of it. She kills watches. She's a watch killer. Give her a watch, and in less than seven days, it will stop working or just will refuse to keep time. But once we encountered a watchmaker who thought he had the perfect solution, a high-end mechanical watch, no battery. He told us that we do all carry an electromagnetic charge and that Jennifer's was probably not fit for most watches. He nearly guaranteed his prescribed watch would keep on ticking. A week later, we're back. Dead watch. The watch killer has struck again. Um, the ultimate solution in this case, she doesn't wear a watch. Why do you think that is? Well, as I dug into it a little bit, thinking about how we are not neutral, I mean, we're made of atoms, and atoms have a particular electric field. Sometimes atoms attract, and sometimes they repel each other. So this mass of atoms called the human body carries a unique electromagnetic field. This assumes we are all unique, as DNA suggests. Now, add this to our experiences, environment, upbringing, and some complicated biological, sociological, chemical, spiritual interactions will happen anytime two or more people get together. I mean, it happens every time we encounter another person. Our electromagnetic field, as well as all of these other things that make up what we think of as us, interact commingle, bump against each other, however you want to think about it, every time we come together, and especially as we meet new people or new situations, by merely showing up. There may be people who we don't immediately mesh with and those who don't fit with us. And this often happens before anyone utters a word. Okay, Joel, so what? So what? Well, if self-knowledge is the greatest knowledge, then the more self-aware we are, the more we understand how to become our best selves and how we impact others. And if we're thinking about the cages that we lock ourselves in or that we get locked in and how to unlock those, the keys that might unlock those, that's what we're doing here. So I'd just love for you to take a few moments and think about what is the charge that you bring? Who are the people that you just naturally connect with? Especially think about those places where, where you were going and everybody in the room or most people in the room were strangers to you and you just clicked with a person or two. What were they like? What did they do? What was it about that conversation? What, what happened in that interaction that made it so perfect? Take notes of the types and diversity of people who you are attracted to and who you also repel or are repelled by. Maybe begin to ask some trusted friends about how different people respond to your presence. Become aware of what you are carrying into every encounter, every situation. Not so that you can try to, you know, manipulate it or manage it, but just the awareness then helps you create some of the impact you might want to have. And then if you're a leader of an organization, what kind of charge does your organization have? 
what are those values? What are those things that you carry with you? What are those things that you want to attract or that you do attract to you? And what are the things that your organization wants to repel? As individuals, we could think about that as well. Like, what, what are we attracting into our lives because we're not neutral that that isn't healthy for us, that isn't good for us, that, that takes us into places that we don't want to be, even though it might feel good at the moment or it might feel natural at the moment. Who are those people? Because we are not neutral. You are not neutral. And I don't think we need to apologize for that. It's, it's, it's a fact of our biological, physiological being. But however, being unaware of your polarity, if we want to call it that, leaves you blind. Knowing that you aren't Switzerland, and even Switzerland isn't really neutral, helps you know who you may want to align yourself with and who may complement what you bring and what you might be missing. We are not neutral. Thanks, Ashley. And thank you for listening to Volume 5A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or at joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book every single day on my website or on Amazon. Drop me a note if this podcast connected with you. I'd love to hear from you. And so let me leave you with this. May the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself. Until next time.